Welcome back to another episode of House to House. It is a boy, Kyler. Across me is always the guy who picked a pack of pickled peppers, Peter. Hello, it's me. And last but not least, the big bad boss, David Bay. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Were you going for the wolf howl? Uh, yeah. It sounded like a moan to me. <laughs> yeah, like, Let me reset, reset. Don't keep it, it in, please. Like a moan to me. Don't keep it in. Let's go. Let's start again. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, let's try it again. And yeah. big bad boss, David Bay. Hi guys. Oh man, now nah, I'm now nah, I'm gonna keep the moan in. No, no. Hey, this is this house to house is not embarrassed Bay podcast, you know. Yeah, we'll... bruh. It's... Oh man, the yeah, timing don't get was. Serious, eh? You got no pain, criminal. The timing was impeccable oh. at that one. The timing was impeccable. How you got cut off exactly at that part. <laughs> what <laughs> an ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, hectic morning today. Uh, but today's going to be a really fun episode. We know we've been hitting with y'all with the, you know, all the interest rates, la, the how-tos, all the different numbers and concepts and putting your brain into overdrive. So let's do a more chill episode today, a, a casual episode, a cash one, okay? Uh, so in this episode, we'll be going through every type of house you can find in Singapore. And uh, here's the thing, there's actually way more houses in Singapore than you would expect. I asked some of my friends like, hey, how many houses do you think there are in Singapore, right? Most of them answer about, I think like 8 to 9, you know, the standard, the HDB few, then you got, you got your bungalow and whatever stuff, right? Here's a spoiler alert. There are over 25 types of houses in Singapore. And we'll be going through each one. And because there's so many, right? What we're going to do is um, we're going to be splitting it into two episodes. So this week, we'll just be going through all types of public housing. And then next week will be the public private housing and the fully private housing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how it's going to go down is basic- basically we'll be listing them according to size. So it's only going to get bigger and bigger and you can see the progression upwards and then maybe you can compare them better. Then we'll be explaining the difference. Some of the more unknown ones will be going to be explaining the history of it and along the way we'll be giving some anecdotes and trivia as well. Does that sound okay? Yes, boss. Yes, boss already. Okay, uh, we know a lot of you put the House to House podcast up in the background while you're cleaning uh, or you're doing your nails while you're on the train. We love it. Thank you. And trust me when I say this, there is no better episode than this to put up as a chill listen because there are going to be quite a number of houses to go through. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy. But before we get into it, drop us a follow on Spotify and our Telegram channel, which you can find by searching Mortgage Master on the Telegram app. Also, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, do us a favor, open the app on your phone, go to the House to House page and drop us a five-star rating. It will really help us. Thanks and kisses in advance. Ooh, thunder just nice hit as I said that. Okay. First up, if we're going by size, then number one, numero uno will be the studio apartments and the one-room flat. Now, why I group them together is because um, there's really only one main difference between them, which is a wall. And what I mean by this is that studio apartments, right, um, you basically just have one big area where your bed, your kitchen, your living room are all within the same four walls. 
whereas a one room has a wall or a partition to separate the bed from the living room does, you know, like creating that one room barrier kind of thing. And that's why it's called a one room flat. But the size of this, as you can expect, is quite small. It's less than 36 square meters. Would I, would I be right to say that it's about the size of a classroom, you know, like the ones that we had in primary schools and secondary schools? No, I think it's much smaller than that. It's much smaller than that, ah? Six square meters means six meters by six meters, no? A, I mean, I would think so, yeah. I mean, that's how math works. Or it could be like nine uh, by like four, right? I guess, technically. I think six meters by six meters is it's barely enough yes. for two people to live. Ah, serious? Ah? Wow. So, yeah, I mean, we, we're not exactly sure how big, big it is because, you know, the layout might be slightly different also. Um, but, I mean... If anything, it's not going to be bigger than the classroom that we had in secondary school. And everything's going to be in there. You know, your sleeping space, your kitchen, your bathroom, your living area. That's basically the size of a studio apartment and uh, slash a one-room flat. And we don't often see these kinds... Whoa, it's only got one room in the background. <laughs> oh, it's my, my thunder. Ah, I see. Uh, but we don't often see these kind of units up for sale in Singapore anymore, right? Mm, still have uh, still got like studio apartments and one room for like HDB public housing not for private apartments kind as in I don't think any new ones are being built mm, so it's the olden it's whatever already exists in the market yeah those are the ones that are still around mm, yeah and that's the thing they 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 are like they discontinue this kind of studio apartments already because there is a new type of studio apartment in Singapore uh, which will be moving on to now because number two are the two-room flexis. Now, what are the two-room flexis? Why suddenly got flexi one? What does it mean? So, they're, they're actually the new type of studio apartments introduced in 2015. And it's actually targeted towards um, elderly people. And where the flexi part comes in is because these type of units are flexible for them to choose the lease and how long they want to stay in it for. I mean, really no point for an elderly to get like a 99-year lease, right? It just doesn't make sense. Um, two-room flexis compared to one room, the difference is that now this un- these new units have a bomb shelter, which, I mean, be real, everyone uses as a storeroom, la, you know, old newspapers, cleaning products, these kind of things. But two-room flexis aren't only for elderly people, they're also for singles, like during BTO launches, uh, they're also eligible for singles in non-mature estates. Now, with the two-room flexis, there are also two types of two-room flexis, type 1 and type 2. Main difference is that type 2 is just slightly bigger. That's the only thing mm. you need to know. Okay, uh, now moving on, uh, number 3. I mean, you can see the trend we are going for. Lah. 1 is 1 room, 2 is 2 room. The next 3 are going to be quite commonly known, so maybe let's just speak through this. Unless you all got things to uh, add in, just, just uh, jump in. So number 3, uh, well, the 3-room flats. Now a 3-room contains 2 bedrooms, 1... Yeah, 2 bedrooms. One normal bedroom and one master bedroom with an ensuite bathroom. Now, ensuite bathroom basically means you have a bathroom in the bedroom. Uh, not much to say here for me, except that the size is, I mean, obviously a bit bigger because now you got one extra room. It's up to 60 to 65 square meters now as compared to the two-room flexis. That one is about 36 slash 45. Um, yeah. Either of you got anything to add for this one? For three rooms? Three rooms? I mean, no, just that. That's, that's the kind of flat I'm moving into now. And uh, Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's so, going to be Peter's flat. So it's something yeah. I'm going to be very familiar with from next mm-hmm. year onwards. Like. Any plans to... I mean, okay, we, we went through that it's going to be one master bedroom and one normal bedroom, right? Any any plans to make your... What you're going to change your normal bedroom into? Yeah, so so the normal bedroom is uh, going to be a guest room slash showcase room. So we mm, plan to okay. have, you know, our 
figurines, our comics, our, our books, all in the you know in, in the spare in the spare bedroom. And then if anyone wants to come in, they can just sleep with all the the action figures, the collection and yeah. everything. Nice. Okay. Uh, Alright, let's move on. Number four, four-room flats. Now, this is known as the Singapore flat and I'm I'm not saying this just for fun. Uh. Uh, according to SingStats in 2020, the four-room flat is the most common unit for families to live in because 31.5% of Singaporeans stay in a four-room flat. And this is including like all types of private property as well. So really, this is a huge chunk. Now, what differs from this to a three-room is that you get an additional bedroom now. So, a three-room is two bedrooms, right? A four-room is now three bedrooms. Uh, why is it like this, actually? Is it because the storeroom is considered a room or is it the living room? Or <laughs> the living room, bro. No, the living room is considered a, a room. Yeah, okay. So, that's is it a Singapore thing or is it a universal thing, actually? It's a HDB thing. Yeah. Uh, it's a HDB thing. Of course, it is. Because when you talk about the condos, uh, two-bedroom means two... Bedroom. Bedroom. Yeah. Or actually two bedroom. Uh. You must understand, it says two bedroom condo. It says HDB three room. Mm. It never say two bedroom, uh. it says three room. Alama. Yeah. It's a playing on the text. It's a playing on wow, this <laughs> wordplay is real, man. Uh okay, but size-wise, because you get an additional bedroom, this one is up to 90 to 100 square meters. Now a significant upgrade from the three room, which was 60 to 65. Uh, but of course, this is not the biggest as we all know because after four, here comes Mambo number five. Alama, can I make that joke earlier? Uh, five room flats is basically the upsized version of the four room flat. Same number of rooms. Eh? Yeah, okay. Same, same number of rooms. rooms same number of rooms, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was a bit sad. Yeah, same number of rooms, but the increase in size goes to your living room or even a balcony. Uh, this is the one where your aunties will ask you to go for because like, ayo, a boy, a girl, bigger, better, ma. Go for that one, now. Why you go for four room? Uh, difference in size is that it's 110 square meters now, about 10 to 20 more than a four room. And that one really just goes to your living room area. La. I, I honestly thought that more people actually stay in a five room uh, because like the... Wait, it's not exactly the boomer generation, but during the 80s and 90s, like there were... A lot of people are having babies, right? So I thought they would go for bigger houses, actually. So in my head, initially, I thought this was the most common one instead of the four-room. I, I, I mean, I don't have the, the exact stats to, to back it up, but I'm quite sure that HDB has been building less and less five-room flats over the years, especially since the BTO launch. I mean, the BTO's uh, system. Yeah. yeah. Because I think they the noticed demand is either the demand or the cost of a five-room is just beyond most new families, first-time buyers. So it makes more sense to build more four-room flats, which can still appreciate. And then five-room flats will be like second place, and then three-room flats will be, uh, you know, for, just for the right size for people who just want a smaller space. Mm. So yeah, I think this is the point where most people... I uh, think we're done actually because like five room flats what can go bigger than that right but let me tell you as a great man once said uh, whoa we're only halfway there uh, number six we have the three generation flats better known as the three gen flat now uh, this was introduced in 2013 this was actually an initiative to encourage Singaporeans to live with their parents and that's why it flopped. Uh, I'm kidding I'm kidding okay it's good well, I mean, it's good to stay with your parents wing wing <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, work from home definitely proved that, right? 
so the name explains it. I mean, three gen flat, you must have three generations of the family staying inside. And this one, by right, cannot cheat the system, right? Because a parent, I mean, be it your parent or your partner's parent, they must also register their name as an owner. Um, and also, if you want to sell this unit in the future, you can only sell it to another three gen buyer. So it's quite uh, limited and restricted in that sense, but they are protecting. Uh, but why they're doing this is because the space for a three gen flat is even bigger than a five room flat, going up to 115 square meters, because this one now has two master bedrooms, uh, both with ensuite bathrooms. So parents take one, grandparents take one. Then two normal bedrooms, one for the children, one for the helper. That's the that's the usual configuration, lah. I would think, right? Yeah, about that. Yeah, it sounds about right, right? Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh. Also, fun fact, I guess, for your information, if you are widowed or a divorcee, then you can also still apply for this with your parent plus your child. So yeah. Okay, number seven. Oh, actually, we're speeding through this. I actually know it's bad. I thought this would take a lot longer than I expected. Number seven, executive apartments. Okay, Lailiao, Lailiao. Since Bay. Just mm-hmm. moved into an EA, uh, in case you all didn't already know from his constant reminders on the podcast. Uh, you want to explain this one? <laughs> I do remind people. Yeah, you always say, yeah, because I just recently yeah, moved from Pongo to Bishan, Pongo to Bishan, everything. Yeah, moved to Pongo to Bishan, live in a hole. Bishan very expensive. <laughs> you know the playground at Bishan Park? That little house, yeah, that's the house. Yeah, so you want to uh, explain to everyone what uh, basically, basically what EAs are and everything? Um, let me explain both. How about mm. EAs and EMs? So they are executive apartments, um, HDBs, uh, created them, and they are not going to create any more executive HDB flats in the future. So I think that the youngest executive uh, flat should be at least twenty years old. I, I'm really, I'm sorry, didn't do enough research on that, but I know they are. They are. It's been like many, many years since HDB has launched any executive. The, the flats. EM flats, mm. is it? Apparently 2015. EMA, yeah. yes. 20, uh, oh, that's the last one, sir. No, sorry, 1995. Okay, so, 1995. Ah, so yeah, it's been 20... Yeah, it's been... It's, 22 plus Almost five. as cool as color is, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's been 27 years, right? So, um, because of this, there's a scarcity, but, you know, with a 99 leasehold, you're going to get 28, 30-year-old flats. Lah. So that is where the problem lies because it's an older flat. Um, when the space is what is make, drawing people to it, it's a thousand five hundred square feet and above. Compared to square, uh, change to square meters is what because we've been doing SQM. One forty-two, damn. Forty-two, that kind. One forty and above, la. So one three nine, you know, is is that range, la, Right. Yeah. Um, and the and it's that big. So the difference is from the EA executive apartment versus an EM executive executive missionette. Um, nice. is that, <laughs> that I pronounced it correctly, right? <laughs> Isn't it Maisonette? Maisonette? No, yeah. la, if you say Maisonette, does the auntie understand? The executive mansionette, ah, ah, okay. yeah, true, yeah, true. The, the yeah. difference is that Maisonette has two floors, executive of one has one floor. Mm. Yeah, so, so when you have two floors, you actually get a separation with the living dining room as well to the bedrooms, which some people prefer, whereas other people want a big, bigger, sprawling space in one floor then that's the EA. La. Um, and that's the difference. So if you want a bigger house for for elderly folks wouldn't want a mansionette, right? They will want just one floor, right? Yeah. yeah. And and for places for your kids to run about, 
or mahjong tables to be put in and play because you know and now because the covid restrictions has lifted you don't only play mahjong you can even play poker with 10 people very okay, true so yeah so you need a bigger space or you just love monopoly monopoly tournaments right so this is what an enem is it's mm. bigger it's older and if you buy any ones right now from one of the original buyers Please factor in at least a hundred thousand for renovation, cause you're going to renovate a thirty-year-old house. Yeah, and the space is gaw. There's a lot to renovate, right? I have a lot of rooms, uh. <laughs> <laughs> The living room is huge. The dining room is huge. It's just, it's just yeah. It, it's finally a house that I walk in and I don't feel claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it like like what you said. This one is discontinued because I don't think like. Essentially, it can be like it can be two, three room, uh, two, three room units, right? In that sense, and I think the government would rather cater to two families, uh, yeah. instead of one because to the the like again the demand for housing is quite insane, lah. Uh, yeah, but like what Bay said, um, this one is the biggest unit for a typical solo HDB flat. Usually, from upwards of one thirty can go even go up to like one forty two, like what Bay has. But this one is back to one master bedroom instead of two from the three gen flat. One master bedroom with two bedrooms, but the living space ah, cow cow a lot one. This one no joke. This one is really a lot. And um, actually, typically they convert that space into like another room for sleep, sleeping or guest room or study room, right? Or like one hell of a living room ah. What what do you do if yours be? I have, I have four bedrooms. One is a normal size bedroom that's not a master. The other three are the same sizes of a HGB master bedroom. Damn. So I have one for the double-decker bed for my kids. I'm nice to my helper. She gets one in the smaller room all by herself. I don't put her in my storeroom, so I really have a storeroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I The storeroom is the bomb shelter. Is mm. it? No, oh. the storeroom is not the bomb shelter. And the void deck, that's the bomb shelter. Because these are really old HGBs. <laughs> ah, don't have then the new installation yeah. of the bomb shelter mm. yet. Yeah, then I have an ensuite master bedroom. And a common room next to it that's just as big. I close up the door. I bang down the wall. I now have a toilet to a walk-in wardrobe slash study room for my wife. Voila. Which is the sense of the master bedroom. And then the next door room, which has a connecting door now, is the real master bedroom. Yeah. So you got three master bedrooms, like, essentially. No, like, I got three, but only one is ensuite. So I combine two together, uh-huh. and then I have one ensuite, walk-in wardrobe slash big study area, like that. Lah. Then the living room is bigger. It's connected to the dining room, which I built a small waist-height waist wall. So I put my desk there because, you know, my wife's job is... Uh, more corporate than my job, so she needs the quietness of the room and then I can be out here looking at my kids in the evening lah, while doing work. And then there is still space for another dining room because, you know, these days, kitchens, if you stay in a condo before, you're used to small kitchens. So mm. I make the kitchen that's massive, half the size, and then I then have the dining room there instead on the other half. Yeah. Look at this guy flexing. <laughs> eh. You know, you, you know he's... You know he's flexing uh, when he described the wall uh, to be waist-high. Eh. Nobody ever descri- n- nobody needs to go into so much detail saying, oh, I have a waist-high wall beside my table. Nobody says that unless you're flexing, okay? But I think, I think, I think this guy is just jelly. <laughs> I, of course, jelly. La, wala, my, yeah, my, my job makes me describe 
interest rates, financial words. <laughs> My talent is making complicated <laughs> stuff easy for people to understand. And as such, I was describing my house in an easy way for people to visualize it. You At this rate of uh, master bedrooms you have in your house, right? I think your job can soon change to mortgage master bedroom already. Sir. Nah. <laughs> nah. But you are invited to take a look at my house. I mean, not all listeners. I mean, Kyler. Hey. So, <laughs> <laughs> open house lah. Open house. No, no more. COVID lah. Now, now still, you know, now finally maybe possible uh, Two groups, right? Two days. Yes. One come from 10pm to midnight, then all go off. Then midnight to two o'clock <laughs> and call, have 20 people. Yeah, so if you follow us on our Telegram channel, I'll put up an application form. Please fill in wow. your, your, uh, your designated dates. We will all go to base house together. Wow. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. Uh, that was what, number seven, right? Okay, now um, now that the typical, typical, uh, quotation marks, HDB units are covered, let's, uh, we are starting to go into more special ones. And uh, we are moving on to number eight, the DBSS. Now, this one is a bit special because DBSS units are public houses. They are regular HDBs, but they are designed, built, and sold by private developers. Hence what the DBSS stands for. The last S means scheme. It's design, built, and sold, uh, sell scheme. They have three to five room units, same size. It's, it's really the standard HDB three to five room units, but it's the outside of the block that is different. Now, typical HDBs used to be that orangey brown brick, right? And then like in recent times, they paint it white. If you are lucky, they paint like a mural of a flower or children playing or whatever to show like, you know, hey, national pride. Uh, the DBSS is quite chill one. You can Google it and it really feels like, it looks like, it, it really feels and looks like a condo. And uh, it's because they were targeting the sandwich class uh, when they were releasing this. But they've stopped this initiative already. Mm. Because HDB, they weren't in control um, of controlling the price since it was sold by private developers. And I think I think there was a report saying that five room units went for almost 900k in 2011. And then Singaporeans were like, hey, you sell, kau gila sell. And then like this initiative completely died off. Just to let y'all know, these DBSS projects are still existing. They didn't demolish or whatever. Uh, if you want to check them out, there's only 13 of these projects around Singapore. Any thoughts from you guys? Any any input so, about the DBSS? So, I mean, DBSS was one of the great ideas, but really poor in execution. I think the the, the issue, the main issue was, the, was that HB had set very minimum requirements. So, so like developers had to, to follow or design according to these restrictions, design according to this uh, bare minimum requirements. And better or for worse, they really took these minimum requirements to heart. Uh. Everything was really designed to maximize uh, profit because why not? They are private developers after all. But in terms of the actual, uh, you know, usability, the actual customer experience really left a lot to be lacking for some of the some some of the projects i won't say they are all equally guilty yeah because like others. if there are different projects it's uh it's appointed with different private developers right yeah. it's not like one private developer uh did all the dbss projects or so yeah so so i mean you had horror stories um i won't say exactly where but things like where or if you open your gate your neighbor cannot open their gate huh? oh that crammed because it's so crammed that there's only you know space for one gate to be open at any one time 
uh, things like if you want to walk along the the corridor, no one else can walk in the other direction. So you must <laughs> or one way street kind of thing. Or, especially you say if you have a wheelchair, then no one can walk beside you when you have a wheelchair. Yeah, that kind of thing. So oh, oh yeah. So so basically, oh. it's it's really a matter of like these were the bare minimum requirements set by HDB. And instead mm. of just using this as a guideline, many of these developers really just went ahead and, and, and just worked according to the bare minimum uh, design requirements by HDB. It could have been well more thought out, basically. Basically. La. But I guess the good yeah. news is that um, we talked about all the million dollar flats that were being sold last year, right? And actually, mm. a, a good number of them were DBSS units. So and... Maybe it's not so hard to imagine because like like kyla mentioned you know some of the purchase prices were already a bit steep at least people uh residents were yeah. still able to sell it at a profit that's what matters at the end of the day right it also goes to show that people only care how you look on the outside it's one of those if one of those <laughs> those engineering feel where the the door open there's no staircase or the staircase yeah yeah exactly. that's the thing right the it's point. not a fail per se <laughs> it's just that Practically none of these decisions make sense. Oh, they put at least one person can walk on corridor. Designers, yeah, yeah, okay, one, one person, person will walk on the corridor at all times. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically that, how that it is. It's not a fail, yeah. you know, in that sense. It's just that, yeah, yeah. like, like, it's not a, it's not a pass yeah, as well. These right? things should never have been the bare minimum. Yeah. yeah. That's true. One out of five stars <laughs> will not recommend. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's move on. Um, so number nine was actually gonna be Mizonets. Um, or I mean, sorry, Boomer Lingo mentioned it as basic, famously known for having stairs in a HDB unit. The Mizonet is probably the cheapest option for a house with a flight of stairs in it, uh, without actually having to pay for a private property. Um, and the stairs also really do have a dual function. Firstly, it's to separate the living area from the bedrooms. So, you know, when guests come over, there's some privacy and everything. And secondly, of course, it's to show off that you have a freaking flight of stairs in your house. Lah. That's the more important one. Uh, this normally has three bedrooms, three bathrooms in total, ranging from 142 square meters up to 215 square meters. Crazy. Crazy. Insane. Um, but yeah, nothing else to add about this since they already explained most of it. Let's move on to number 10. No better way to start the double digit than with a double unit. Of course, we are talking about the jumbo flat. Now, jumbo flats are essentially two HDB units combined together with the walls separating the two units being knocked down, then combined into one big flat. Uh, this was prominent in the 90s because there was an oversupply of houses then when they built the houses before getting the number of people interested. Which also kind of paved the way for the BTO system, right? Where they get the demand first and then they build after to prevent like a similar situation from occurring again. Jumbo flats could either be a three room plus another three room or three plus four or four plus four or, you know, going up to what President Halima Yacoub's stay in Asian was, which was a four room plus five room. Crazy, yeah. The size, I mean, obviously the size of the flat and what rooms are inside is dependent on which configuration the jumbo flat is based on. And also we actually made a mention a couple of weeks ago when Ishun had its first $1 million flat. It was a jumbo flat sale. So you can see why people are paying so much of it. No way this is in production anymore. <laughs> no way. Given the housing demand. Fun fact, majority of these units are in Ishun Woodlands Bedok and Jurong East. 
uh, if you ever plan to buy a resale jumbo flat, lah, those are the areas that you should be looking out for. Anything you all need to add about the anything you want to add about the jumbo flat? Uh, uh, it is jumbo. <laughs> it is jumbo, like <laughs> short and sweet. It's basically it. It really is jumbo. You all need to step into one uh, to really feel the difference. You know, I think. I just helped um a client buy her neighbor's jumbo flat. She was like. Okay, no, no, as in she owns a three-room HGB, her neighbor owns a three-room mm. HGB, so she, he, the guy was selling it at a three-room HGB price. She was like, oh, should I buy? But I'll be very tight. I'll be very tight. Can, how can I buy? Should I buy? So can buy, like, HGB approved already. I told her, just buy lah. You know, one is $3, the other one is $3. Combine become $8. You don't <laughs> buy, you stupid lah. <laughs> Wow, quick math at that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it does, Einstein in shambles right now. <laughs> you, no, you, you get what I mean? One is 300k, the other one is 300k. But when you combine the powers, it's not 300 plus 300, 600. Yeah. Eh. It becomes yeah. 800k. You don't buy me. Yep. Yeah. It's really free money, that one. Yeah. And I, I think with base example, there's really no better way to transition to the next one. Because if you are said that HDB is no longer building jumbo flats, did you know that you can build your own jumbo flat? Yes. Yeah. Number 11, a joint flats. So, the jumbo flats were very popular among Singaporeans because, I mean, you quite obvious. Lah, who You essentially own like a nine-room HDB flat, right? Same number of rooms as a landed without the price of a landed while still being in the heartland and everything. So, this gave birth to the HDB conversion scheme where HDB allows you to convert two adjoining flats, so side by side, into one big flat. Nowadays, you can't do like four plus five anymore, but you can combine a three room with your unit, which was what your client did, right? She combined her three room with her neighbor's three room, got HGB mm. approval, bought it, combined it, three plus three equals mm. eight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, scientists and mathematicians around the world in shambles, quaking as we speak. They don't understand the housing market. <laughs> la. You know, honestly, yes, the uh, whole finance market today Scientists, scientists and and engineers, huh? Crypto, uh, what? How does that make sense? Well, <laughs> it makes money. It doesn't need to make sense. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense, bro. It makes dollars. Yeah, that's what it makes. Wow, wow, that joke right there. Uh, but yes, if you plan to do this, the adjoined flats where you want to like to combine a three room beside your flat. Uh, like what Bay said, you need to check with HDB whether the units are eligible to be adjoined. Uh, if it's allowed, then it'll be one bigger unit and the mortgage for it will also combine into one housing loan. Mm. Tio, Tio. Okay. Uh, of course, floor space won't be as big as the traditional jumbos because again, now you can only combine a three room with your unit but really, this is the next best alternative. Lah. If you're interested in this, you can go to HDB's website or just Google HDB conversion scheme. They have maybe like two or I think there are three um, requirements you just have to pass. And if you're interested in doing it, you can go for it. Okay. Wow, that was number 11. We're actually on the last one already. Number 12. Now, brace yourselves. HDB Terrace Flats. <laughs> yep, you heard me right. HDB does have Terrace Flats. Welcome to the last and final public housing option with this arguably being the least known and closest to privatized housing. So uh, back in, way back in the past, in the 50s, I would think, there wasn't any HDBs. Uh, sorry, there wasn't even HDB, not even HDBs. There was the Singapore Improvement Trust. That's a, just, 
Actually, come to think of it, now that I say this, it's actually quite a weird organization name, uh, the Singapore Improvement Trust. Um, uh, short form is the SIT. They were the ones who were in charge of housing back in the 50s. And of course, back in the 50s, we didn't have, we didn't have the high rise that we do now. There was a lot of land. So, uh, I mean, they, they were able to build, you know, this kind of landed uh, HDB terrace units. Um, these units are probably one of the oldest in Singapore, if not the oldest, and are a physical testament to the heritage of Singapore's housing. So it really looks like a terrace flat, two-story and everything, landed on its own with its own area cordon off and everything. But actually, despite its two-story layout, it may not be able to compete with like Maisonettes and even one-story flats like oh, maybe the I was waiting for you to say that, man. Yeah, in terms of like square meters and space, right? But this is the closest to private housing without actually for paying for private housing. But yeah, uh, Bay, you want to mention that point about not being able to compete with other types of units? Okay, let me explain in in the way I explain stuff, like the wayside walls, okay? <laughs> oh my God. So, so firstly, it has three bedrooms. And that is if you get a good one now, okay? So uh, it's two stories, as every landed property worth its weight today has two stories. So upstairs, you get three bedrooms, which are very small. And then mm. you have a living room downstairs, which is very small. Okay, the size of a terrace house, uh, HDB, is about the same size as a four-room HDB flat. Oh, wow. You, you look at the square feet, it's the same. So your staircase mm. that goes up, get three bedrooms, like the four-room HDB flat. And then your living room downstairs is the extra room, like the four-room HDB flat. Lah. So then the storeroom is the space below the staircase. And ah, okay, but, okay. But what you get that people don't get is this backyard where you can chill. <laughs> and it's the backyard that is the thing that is worth money, right? Because mm. no other place has a backyard. Lah, yeah. You know? So, yeah. That's, that's really the USP of it, lah, basically. Yeah. Your own area to do whatever you want. You want to do your gardening. You want to put a lounge chair. Yeah, a small table with two stools. Great. I think it's a great space to like invite like one or one or two friends over for a drink at night and everything that will be and it's in front of your own home lah, basically i think that's the whole appeal to it right correct so there are smaller ones and bigger ones there are those with only two bedrooms all the way to those with uh i would say you know four bedrooms but it's how they make the bedrooms three bedrooms are normal two bedrooms are the small ones the five bedroom ones are the same size as a five room hgv flat but then the bedrooms are smaller. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I was like, how the heck is that possible? <laughs> uh, you make the storeroom a bedroom. I, mm. I don't know, man. You got to check the house out and view. Oh, but you know, these are, all, these are all these things. These are all listed. So you can go and check them out. Um, you know, Harry Potter made the room under the stairs a sad thing. But you know, actually a room under the stairs can be a cool <laughs> thing too. <la. laughs> yeah. It's yeah, all about so. marketing. <laughs> yeah. It's how, you, yeah. it's how you position it, right? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you essentially take like a four-room or five-room HDB uh, unit, right? And then like you cut it in half, you fold it, that that becomes the HDB terrace. Uh, but you have an open-air backyard. Uh, and plus the backyard, of course. How could I ever forget? Okay, the backyard is big enough uh, because you can't park your car in the terrace HDB. It's, there's a mm. HDB car park next door, right? So, so there is enough space to park the car, but you have no car to park there. So that can be like your... You know, play the one-on-one footballer. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Or, and and then you have a site that you can put. Normally, people put a swing, uh, you know. That, oh, kind, of sp- that, that kind of space. Uh, mm. So you can imagine the size of it. You know, yeah. like the waist-height wall, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you, know, you imagine properly, yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you for being very descriptive for listeners. Of course. Uh, yeah. And I mean, of course, you know, now, given that this was built in the 50s and there's absolute no space to build this anymore, um, it probably drives the value for these houses up, right? I think if people who are actually, like really interested in having their own space for doing these kind of things, regardless of its like remaining list, no matter how many years it's left with. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, this is actually a point that I want to bring up. I think like due to the space it takes up, right? Like what you mentioned, you can play one-on-one football, potentially put a swing even. Is there a high potential for on-block for these houses? Hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, you have to look at location as well. Oh, okay. I mean, might as well. Uh, where you can typically find these units, um, it's usually, because it was built in the 50s, right? It's going to be at the more mature developed areas where stereotypically you think like the elderly people would stay. So it's at Wampo, Queenstown, more specifically at uh, correct me if I'm wrong again, Jalan Bahagia and Sterling Road. Yep. Is that how I pronounce correct. it? Yeah. yeah. Those are the areas where you can see, you can come across a prominent number of these type of HDB terrace flats. In I think the Wampo area. also may have. I think Singapore mm. also may have, but it's, it's not often. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you, you were mentioning like um, the on-block potential. You have to look at the location. Uh, so like, you know, yeah. like these aren't areas where you automatically see the value of on-blocking them. Because, mm. I don't know, the, the space that they free up isn't going to be that massive anyway. Yeah, you free up the space, what are you going to do there? Build more kapak. Uh. It, it's, mm. like, it's like, okay, the amount, let's say two or three of them are joined together. That's about the total space. Uh. It, that's the amount of space that you visualize. In a HGB kapak, sometimes you have an electric building. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. What what electric? <laughs> what are you talking about? Peter, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, the combined area is just very small. I will just okay. say that. You can't build a block of HGB flats in that combined area. Why you on block for what? May mm. as well let it lease and... They can wait it out. They can afford to wait it out, basically. Yeah. And, and honestly, the prices are still quite high. I mean, I'm looking at some of the listings. They're all over 900k. Yeah. You know, it's like, despite having only... 40, 30 to 40 years, years left. left yeah that's still quite impressive to, to be able to command 900k yeah. quick maths 1, 2, 3 exactly 49 years left for all the Wampo Jalan Bahagia ones would you, would you all say that this would be an easy con- contender for passing the 1 million dollar mark if at least 50 years least left Uh, not the 2 bedroom ones but the 4 bedroom ones the 5 bedroom ones easily because then mm-hmm. you really get a a lender property size lah hmm yeah, if not, it doesn't make sense. Uh. All right. But the four-bedroom, five-bedroom ones are really rare. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Look, there's one, I'm just reading it, land 2,200 per square feet, four bedrooms. That one, 1.65 mil. Probably can close at 1.5 for 50 years left. Mm. So if you divide it, it's 30K a year. So if you if you count as you rent it, it's about 2,500 a month. Uh for a landed property, which is way cheap because if today you go and rent the landed property of this size, mm. you probably pay about at least, in this area, Wampo, so it's very near CBD, probably 6K? Damn. Um, yeah. So it really depends uh, yeah, on how, really... You, how, you, how you structure it and how you position it to look at it in your, in your life's lens. In your life's what? Sorry? In your life's lens. Everybody looks at it at different lens. Uh... So mm. if I'm going to rent my whole life, I may as well buy these. Ah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Life lens, okay. <laughs> I was like trying to figure out what you're saying. All right, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, is is really the I mean that's why the whole episode is about public housing, right? Public housing tends to be a lot cheaper than uh private housing, which we will be talking about next week. So if you stayed all the way and listen all the way up to number twelve, thank you for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please help us leave a review on our Spotify mobile page. If you enjoyed it, share this episode with your friends or family members. And of course, if you have any questions or want us to talk about something, email us podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg. Poll Q&A, the usual shebang on our Spotify page for mobile users. Also, join our Telegram channel. Tons of content there help us reach our subscriber goal. Plus, you get notified when a new episode of the House to House podcast drops. Just search up Mortgage Master on the Telegram app. Okay, wow, this episode, I feel like doing rap gods, yeah, honestly. <laughs> so much information to cover, but... Thankfully, I mean, initially, we were going to put the, the public-private hybrid inside, which was going to like add in two more two more types of housing but I I mean luckily we switched it to next week I think jeez I was even concerned I was asking you all last night well, hey shall we do like yeah, all, yeah, all in one episode <laughs> yeah. I was like wait what what was I even thinking uh, yeah but okay yes we if there's nothing else then uh, we will see you next week as usual where we do part 2 um, where we cover every type of house in Singapore but Private edition. Ooh la la, very spicy. Okay, if there's nothing else, then everyone say bye. 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 See ya. Bye. Bye.